everyone welcome back welcome back to the dr pat show i love i love the folks i get to talk with and i am so loving uh this next segment that we're doing the renaissance man michael nardi joining us here today we're going to be taking a look at his book a closer look at the seven pillars of strength and the question that comes up is do you want to improve the quality of your life what does that mean how do you want to be able to step it up a bit to step in to the life that you absolutely desire and michael is joining us here today many of you have heard him on the show before we're thrilled to have him on again and uh you know and let me just say this he is someone that knows about how to overcome obstacles he's talked about that before he also knows what it means to step in to helping people in a way that integrates body mind and spirit and so he's joining us here today as we take a closer look at his book uh at the seven pillars of strength so michael thank you so much for joining the show today and welcome to the dr pat show thank you dr pat you know i love coming on i, I love talking with you and i'm so glad that we're going to be spending you know this time to talk about the seven pillars and and what they mean because i think in today's world right now each and every one of us can use uh, some of the amazing tools that are out there. And so when we talk about the seven pillars of strength, why is strength such an important aspect of the work you do and what you believe each of us uh, requires? Well, strength is based on choice. In every moment, we have a choice where we can be strong or weak. And in that is where the pillars come in because strength is all about making the choice to be engaged in this moment right now. And all of the pillars have a goal of engaging in, in the present moment. So you either, with a positive attribute or habit such as meditation, you're gaining strength by engaging in the moment. Now, in the reverse of that, if you're complaining or doing any of those habits that we all would like to get rid of in a very quick manner, we're becoming weaker in the moment. So it's a choice that you have to make in every moment to either choose strength or weakness. And the seven pillars of strength are all about choosing just that strength. In your life, Michael, um, and I ask you this question, we had a conversation about this earlier. In your life, I mean, it, you have had to uh, overcome incredible obstacles. I mean, to take the conversation of strength on. Uh, one has to think back at what inspired you to do this. So talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about why uh, these pillars are so important to you and how you came to develop them. Well, it's kind of funny. The, the story of how they came into place has really um, proved how powerful they are. Um, I started writing for my mother-in-law, who was diagnosed with breast cancer. And at that point in my life, I knew I had pillars of strength in my life, but I didn't really, I hadn't reflected on a larger scale. And I began to, began to bring them on um, one at a time, looking at each one of them and seeing where the strength rose. But as I was trying to teach her how to improve the quality of her life during her treatment, um, I realized a lot of the habits that I had taken on that were so positive. Um, then through her passing, which was 
the most difficult part, part of my life, without a doubt, my wife's life and our family as a whole, that is where the seven pillars of strength were so necessary. I found myself spending more time using them to be able to cope with such a traumatic thing because, you know, we, we all talk about being positive and doing these wonderful things, but the reality is bad things do happen in life. Mm-hmm. No matter how great of a person you are, you're going to come into space challenge. And the whole thing and the whole reason for the seven pillars of strength is being able to face challenge with a, with a smile, you know, occasional cry, and a, a bunch of laughter, you know, because you're engaging in the moment. Well, the you know, what you've written about the book, Stop Thinking, Start Living, and Begin Celebrating Every Moment, um, you know, for all of us, that is what I believe we strive for in this life, is to be in that place where we celebrate every moment. And I wanted you to take us through these seven pillars, talk a little bit about each one of them, and how we can pump up our muscles to step out into the world to be strong enough to live the dream. Sounds good. Well, I always start with meditation because that's kind of where my path really opened up. Um, I was a very goal-oriented person, and not in a positive way, but very ambitious. And meditation seemed so impractical to me. It really didn't make sense in my Western um, style of living. I just didn't understand how sitting and doing nothing could improve my quality of life. But as I began to sit after I had fought it for so long, I began to realize how powerful it was, um, that awareness that takes place in your life by just sitting and being with yourself and accepting yourself in the moment and following the breath. That was the first piece that really opened the door so, to so many other things. Um, so that, that's the first key one. And if everyone could meditate even for five minutes a day, I think we would have a world filled of just peace, love, and happiness, and I don't think there'd be anything else if everyone meditated for just five minutes a day. When you begin and travel on through and you start doing it for half an hour, 45 minutes, just amazing things can happen. The second pillar is improving the quality of life, and that's really the basis of what I think everyone should live. No matter what your job is, you can work towards improving the quality of life around you. If you're concerned with the people around you, um, your problems will fade away in, into the you know darkness, and a new light will shine through you. Uh, that's really where a lot of the, the places that I overcame challenges in my life was helping others. You know, as I mentor kids and I coach uh, different people through challenges in, in their life, it gives me greater perspective in my own. Um, the third pillar that I like to talk about is running and walking because those are so key. And I'm not talking about in a gym. I'm talking about in nature. It's so essential that we get out and see the aesthetic quality of the world around us. In this day and age, you know, we're all concerned about too many things that aren't for free. And the free thing is nature and it's out there and you can walk every day in in bliss. When my mother-in-law was going through her treatment and it was taking a lot of um, strength myself to help support everyone. I'd walk for about an hour a day in, after my run um, along a stream, and it was just very powerful. After that, I'd, I'd write for hours on end um, for different books that I've wrote. So get out into nature and start walking and running. Those are wonderful things to do for yourself. Now, there's also spirituality, and it's not based on any religion. It's based on reverencing the moment. 
the very moment we're in. So whatever you choose to reverence, whether it's just drinking your cup of coffee or a conversation with uh, a family member over the phone, it might be just reading the newspaper, but just being thankful for that moment and knowing that everything we do has a greater meaning to it and there's a higher power no matter what you choose to think that power is whether it's energy god it doesn't matter but that we're connected to it in every moment that we're engaged now there's also yoga which i think is a a complete balancing of mind body and spirit all in one and that really came into place for me at a time when i really needed to take another step just above meditation and it was a wonderful experience uh, with the yoga because I began to connect my breath with my mind and with my body. And it was truly amazing to do all that uh, for myself because I was a weightlifter and I was focused on my ego and getting stronger and looking better. And for a male to do yoga and realize, you know, that the body is not something that needs to be... Um, built up like a football player, but more something that is a blessing was just a major experience for myself at a time that I really needed that. And then there's creativity, which comes in many forms. It could be art. I use painting, obviously writing, because uh, I enjoy that so much, but it could be acting. It doesn't matter. It's anything that you are creating something because we are all creators and that's the most glorious act, uh, to be able to take something of your own and put your perspective on it, whether it's, you know, a song, a writing piece, and take it to that next level. So with these pillars that I've mentioned so far, it's just essential to find all these different engaging acts. So that's just a brief summary Well, I love what you're talking about, Michael. I mean, it's so incredible because you actually get to break these down for people in in pieces that each of us can really look at, absorb and take action on. I mean, really what we're talking about when we're talking about pillars of strength is also creating a positive change in our lives, changing perhaps one way that we're doing something or doing a little bit more of another thing. But all of this put together uh, is a powerful package for success. Correct. Oh, without a doubt. I think that it's so essential. And the pillars, which was put in place for a very good reason, a lot of us change our mindset, and that's very important. Having a positive, positive attitude is essential, but people don't understand that to do that, you need to act. And that's where the pillars are. That's where they're different than most books out there. It's actual actions that you can start using to be able to make this change um, for yourself mentally. So the action actually changes your mental structure so that it's more positive through these actions. All right. Well, let's take a short break, Michael. When we come back, we'll be revisiting uh, this the, the, the pillars that we've just talked about because it is about pumping up your prosperity muscle and much more. Stay tuned to the Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back after this short break. My guest, Michael Nardi, will be back. Picture yourself standing in the ancient stone circle of Stonehenge or gazing in awe at Egypt's Great Pyramid and Sphinx. Visualize participating in shamanic ceremonies at Machu Picchu or receiving a timely message from the Oracle of Delphi. Rejuvenate your path 
of personal growth and renew your spirit by traveling to the world's sacred sites with Body, Mind, Spirit Journeys and other like-minded travelers. Visit BodyMindSpiritJourneys.com or call 800-231-9811. Do you or a loved one have chronic pain? ABC Health Solutions introduces Ferroblock, a fabric that relieves chronic pain with no side effects. Ferroblock's unique construction of micro-thin stainless steel and nylon interrupts EMFs or high-frequency waves from damaging our cells, causing inflammation and pain. Call 253-631-8270 or visit abchealthsolutions.biz to see a short video regarding Ferroblock. That's abchealthsolutions.biz. Are you one of the millions of frustrated people who can't take off weight or keep it off on a low-fat or low-calorie diet? It's hard, isn't it? Well, don't despair another day. The Sugar-Free Miracle Diet is the answer to your prayers. I'm Karen Bentley, and I lost 130 pounds on this program. I'm also the founder and CEO of the Sugar-Free Miracle Diet Company. Go to SugarFreeMiracle.com, that's SugarFreeMiracle.com, and get started today. Stop surviving. Start living. This is the year to bring your practice and your patients to the next level. Come to the workshop that can help you transform your practice and your life. See how beliefs affect our bodies and learn specific techniques for creating optimal health. Sponsored by the Institute of Healing Arts and Sciences. This workshop will help you do all of this and more. Register now for Merging Alternative and Traditional Therapies. April 11th through the 13th in Hartford, Connecticut. Call 866-303-HEAL. One world, one heart, one song. You're invited to the Global Heart Benefit Concert on February 29th. Let your soul be lifted and celebrate with us our deep intention to be of service to our greater global family. This special benefit concert supports the powerful demonstration of faith in action by groups dedicated to building a better future for everyone. Children's Hospital, Habitat for Humanity, Country Doctor, Earth Corps and University Church's Emergency Fund, featuring the Choir of Light and joined by special musical guest Leora Cash, Canada's leading gospel jazz vocalist. The Global Heart Benefit Concert, February 29th, 7.30 p.m. at the Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle. Visit spiritualliving.org for more information. Sign up for the Dr. Pat Show weekly newsletter, giving you the week's guest lineup promotions, sponsor giveaways, and listing seminars and events such as this one. Go to thedrpatshow.com and register now. No shirt, no shoes, no problem. Come as you are. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so thrilled to be introducing you to Michael Nardi. He has, first of all, an incredible book. I want to make sure that everybody can go to the website. And we're also going to be talking about his coaching uh, and the work that he does. Michael, why don't we take a minute and give out some contact information for you, like your website and your phone number? Sounds good. Website is michaelnardi.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-N-A-R-D-I.com. And number that can get a hold of me is 610-906-2711. You know, I wanted to talk a little bit about your coaching practice. Uh, and, uh, and I know that um, 
that the work that you do is to hope uh, to help other people and children and there is so much that you are out there in the world doing michael the question that i wanted to ask you about your coaching is how you've integrated your coaching practice with those pillars of strength because i think that for all of us you know um, your book is fabulous first of all but for all of us Every one of us, I think, that has a dream needs some kind of help. I have a coach. I actually have several of them. Uh, but the question is, you know, for you, with these, uh, with these pillars of strength, I can only imagine what you've created for coaching. Yeah, coaching is something I'm very excited about. I think it's, a, it's a, a very powerful practice that allows for such growth in people. What I always do, you know, we start off with what are common in coaching, you know, life plans. We're setting those goals for ourselves. But stepping outside of the box of that and, you know, goal setting and the declaration, which I had already talked about, and using affirmations, the pillars really come in and in a place where I do an assessment, basically, a seven pillars assessment. What practices do you use in your life that are positive, that are engaging? Because the seven pillars of strength, aren't the only ones out there. I mean, since I wrote the book, I've also added Reiki to my pillars of strength. And then there's healthy eating um, in, as well that I'm adding into my coaching. So there are so many pillars of strength, but the question is, what do you have? So I assess what my clients do on a daily basis. And we kind of weed away at the sitting around and watching TV, the surfing the Internet, all those other things, and we start placing in systematically. I always love to start with meditation because I find that opens the door for time because you're clearing your mind. So I, I take a step-by-step approach with meditation to really put that in place if it isn't already in place for my clients. You know, and then, Michael, let me ask you about that because I have found that to do meditation kind of on, on my own has been extremely difficult. And so am I correct in what you just said, that this is part of your coaching practice and you actually help people with this? Oh, without a doubt. Meditation okay. is a very difficult process because, you know, we, we've heard so many leaps about it. Oh, you should meditate. You should do this. But in a lot of it, there isn't actual teaching that's going on that is accessible to people unless they want to spend, you know, $5,000 to do a training. Right. And there are very simple processes that you can put into place when you have that knowledge for people. And I've been able to do that because I've practiced meditation myself for over six years and I've studied it relentlessly because I struggled with it for the first year and a half tremendously. And even now, I have times when my mother-in-law passed away where I was struggling to meditate and I needed to use new tools. And my coaches, like you said, I have plenty of coaches who come along and they assist me during this time. But that's what I put into place for the starters. You know, Michael, so when we look at the, how do you refer to yourself when you, when you look at the coaching that you're doing with people? Uh, what is it that you, you most say to describe the work you do? Uh, what I would call myself is more of a spiritual coach nowadays. I do crisis intervention with kids, which we could talk about a whole other interview. Let, let's right do that now, next time. Yeah, next time. But what I'm talking about here is spiritual coaching. It's engaging in the moment coaching. It's, it's reverencing every moment of their life. And my goal is to get 
people engaged and celebrating every moment. So that's really what my focus is. It's goal setting, yes. Where do you want to get? But in the same instance, where are you right now now in this moment? And how can we get you more engaged in this moment and out of your head and into your life? And Michael, you know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about the pillars of strength, is there any one of these that you've had more difficulty implementing? That's interesting. Isn't that an interesting question? Because yeah, that, that I've been sitting here, I was thinking about it for myself. <laughs> no, and, I, you know, we've talked about meditation, so I'm not really going to go into that yeah, because that was a difficult one. Right. But I would say yoga ah, right. is a very difficult, I, I struggle with yoga. My wife's a dancer. She's danced her whole life. And it was very in tune with what she did. And thank goodness I married her because I think I would have struggled to do it otherwise. Uh-huh. But yoga for a male and even for the American culture who might not be accepting of Eastern views at first, you know, the skeptical, cynic type personality, which I was before I meditated and especially before I started doing yoga, it was a very difficult process because the key to yoga is to accept yourself in the moment, in the pose. But there are many vices that can grab you, and they can corrupt your ego. Am, am, I, am I doing this right? Does it, ooh, does that person do it better than me? Am I flexible enough? There's so many things that can, you know, grab your attention. But if you take yoga for its purest sense, and every day get on the mat and practice and be where you are, I found when I did that, I became more successful in it. You know, a pose can be, uh, I was speaking with a teacher, and it was very interesting. They said, in a, they had people all around the world who came to them, and there was young people, old people, and they didn't say the best, the person that did the best pose was the most flexible person. It was an old gentleman who literally was did a, a back and a forward bend by leaning ever so slightly to the front and then to the back. But he was so engaged in that slight movement, very limited, but engaged. And he said it was the most beautiful back bend and front bend he'd ever seen. And that's what I found in my yoga practice after I struggled with the egoic thinking, do I look good doing this? Do I do it right? Am I getting stronger? And all that. That is my model in yoga. I want to be like that older gentleman who just bent ever so forward and ever so backward with utter grace and engagement. Wow. And, you know, I've, I'm funny, it's funny that you mentioned yoga because, you know, for me, we have so many great yoga places here. And so part of it is just getting to the place, finding, finding a studio or finding someone that knows, A, you're a beginner. And, and being able to plug in to a yoga practice that actually meets you where you are. Uh, and the reason that I ask you about, you know, some of the challenges with some of these, some of the pillars that you've outlined, it has to do with each of us having different challenges that we overcome at different points in our lives. And so all of that ego stuff, as you mentioned, that comes up with yoga is pretty incredible. But I believe that once you find, you know, the right home and you practice that movement, there are many, many things happen. Because what we're talking about in the work you do is body, mind, and spirit. That, that's exactly right. It's ironic. You, you sparked a, a big thing for me. And for yoga, I, I'm a yoga instructor. And, you know, I would hate to, you know, lose 
some business as a yoga instructor by saying this, but in the same instance, I have to. The way I came to yoga is by videos at home and books at home. And the reason why I tell people, because there are so many things that can happen in the ego, and if you practice at home with world-renowned teachers putting in the videos, you don't have to worry about how you look or who's paying attention to you or all the different people in the yoga studio. But to start, just to see if you, you can engage in it, I would suggest that to an apprehensive person. Mm-hmm. Because if you can do it at home, in the quiet of your home, you have to do it early in the morning because if you have kids, they're going to be noisy or we come home from work. You know, there's always something to do, so you need to wake up earlier to do it. But if you, you can do that in your home and just accept yourself as you progress through it, and then when you're ready, go to the studio. Or if you are driven to go to a studio and found, find a wonderful place, there's many places out there. But I just suggest that a lot of these things, and that's what I had done in my book is try to make it practical for a person to do all these things starting in the home because let's be honest not everyone can get to to the yoga studio seven days a week but you can practice in your house for a $15 tape whether it's Rodney Yee, Shiva Ray, Mm. any of them for $15 once and use it for you know unlimited amounts of time. Thank you, Michael. Thank you again for another great show. Go to Michael's website, michaelnardi.com. Michael, we'll talk with you real soon. I'm looking forward to that next interview about the work you do with young people. See you all tomorrow. Oh my-